kind of music you like. Get your facts straight. Ask me if I give a shit. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Emulsion Podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, we are doing today. Wait, what? What am I doing? I'm supposed to say, "Hey, it's my name, and it's your name." My name is Will, and mine is Steven. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> it's uh, it's that time again for another episode. Yeah. And uh, this episode is devoted to Troma's 1989 sequel, The Toxic Avenger Two. Part two is what it's actually called. And and the way it appears on the screen, part two comes up first. It does. And then the Toxic Avenger. So maybe it's part two, the Toxic Avenger. (laughs) Whatever, it works. You know, as long as you know that it's a sequel to the Toxic Avenger, I think that's the the key component. It's what they were trying to get across. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, this is... uh, not the next trauma movie after Toxic Avenger. They made a few more before uh, before this one, but uh, the next Toxic movie. And uh, so, where should we start? I guess at the beginning. At the beginning, this one takes place a few years after the original, yeah. where uh, Toxie in the original cleans up the town and takes out the mayor and and the. Uh, all yeah. the evil people running the town. So there's there's no evil left in Troma. Everybody's right. happy and dancing in the streets. Yeah, dancing in the it's streets in Tromaville. Everybody's happy. And, uh, and the ex- exterminators uh, kill bugs with their shoes. That was a <laughs> <laughs> lovely little moment. You got the guy spraying under there and his partner's just sitting there with his shoe just <laughs> batting at things. <laughs> Yes, all all is right in Tromaville, uh, but then uh, the the evil the evil apocalypse Inc. <laughs> comes in, and they want to take over Tromaville and uh, take it over and do nefarious things. 
And so they they roll up in their limo to Tromaville Center for the Blind, where Toxie is working, uh, and his girlfriend is uh, hanging out. I don't know. I well, guess they don't live the there. I guess the blind. So yeah, she's blind. So she's, she's blind. So she's hanging out there she's and getting I don't know therapy there or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. They're teaching them to read Braille or whatever they do at the Center for the Blind. Teach them. Croquet and basketball, apparently. And, yes, and, this is true. They were <laughs> and rooftop nature walks. <laughs> Roof, <I like>. Rooftop <laughs> nature walks. <laughs> and uh, tr- uh, Taxi is a volunteer there. Yep. Uh, so they strike there first, hoping to take out the Toxic Avengers so that they can carry out their plans uh, unin- un- unimpeded. And it, uh, it doesn't really work out for them. Nope. <laughs> if it did, it'd be a short Toxic Avenger Part Two, <laughs> or a very dark descent into fucked up Tromaville. Yeah. But no, yeah, the Toxic Avenger prevails over the 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 bomb that they place in the the Tromaville Center for the Blind, and a fight ensues. Yeah, I think at some point at the end of the fight, I realized one of the blind people was like impaled on the fence in the background like the whole time like, it, like oh really <laughs> i didn't notice that just at some point i just realized there's like the chain link fence it's just in the background and yeah like, it looks like a dude's torso just laying on there like that is like when did toxie throw someone there i didn't see that scene and then i'm like wait no he's got like the sunglasses he's one of the blind people the explosion oh, must have thrown him there oh wow wow and, and tore his arms and legs off and <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! I'll have to I'll have to go back and watch that and, and check out that blind guy. Yeah, I think there's a uh, probably a lot of little weird things like that that could yeah. easily escape notice. Yeah, probably. I I have a I was trying to look in the backgrounds <laughs> in this one because like uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but but when specifically when they go to Japan, but there's other stuff in Tromaville too where yeah. they're like they're Troma is a low budget. They're filming um, probably without permits, I would imagine, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a legitimate production at this point, so they may have had permits. But anyway, there's a lot of like just just random, regular people in the backgrounds, specifically in Japan, and <laughs> the fucking looks that they give Toxie. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> there's they're they're in the Tromaville ones too. And uh, so, I I was trying to look in the backgrounds, but I didn't see this guy on the on the uh, the fence. I'll have to look again. Yeah, just uh, I think it was towards the end of the fight when it would like <laughs> there had already been a lot of people dead. And yeah. I was like, oh, geez, one of them wound up like, how did that? I was trying to think like, <laughs> when did that? Like, what guy was that? I can't remember. Toxie ripping the guy's arms and legs off and putting him on the fence. And, yeah. And now it must have been the explosion because it was it was one of the blind people. <laughs> But yeah, another and one that I noticed, and I was specifically thinking, like, well, we were watching it on Blu-ray. Yeah. If this were any lower quality video, I don't think I could have noticed it. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. like, back to like when this would would have been on like VHS. I'd have been like, I wouldn't have even known this. There's like the guys who are like addicted to crap. Oh like yeah, the yeah. Very end, and they're actually like holding little tiny toilets that they're yeah, sniffing. yeah. Like, they're smoking crap. I was like, I wouldn't. Have, <laughs> I, I think I would have never known those were actual little toilets that they were carrying if it wasn't actually yeah. in HD on the right. 
like any lower quality, I probably would have just been like, oh, they're probably smoking joints. There's some white thing in their hand. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, the uh, the previous DVDs and stuff were just the old VHS master. And that's how I've, I've never seen it. This is the first time I watched the Blu-ray. So um, it was like a whole new world. I, I've never seen it. Like, <laughs> yeah. in, in, like vibrant colors and... <laughs> And uh, it was always full screen before. Um, I think they shot it open mat, so it's not mm. like the the widescreen is actually just a a cropped down, version. Yeah. But um, it was shown in theaters, so this is how it would have shown, shown yeah. in theaters. So technically, it's how it's uh, its original format or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Project Echo was like that too. And really? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was made in like four by three, but then it was cropped down for the theaters to oh, have okay. a wide screen release. So, um, I don't think of anime as like, like ever having to do stuff like that. But I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess well, back in the eighties, I guess they did. But that one, so that one's a weird one that of uh, I'd be like, well, where's the letterbox version? And right, I, like, right. Found out. Oh, well, the full screen version is just the not cropped down version. Right. So you're actually getting more through that version than you would from the letterbox version so. yeah but well i guess that would be the way to watch i guess if they're yeah so it's kind of weird like which way would you prefer to which is the proper way right. to look, like the way it would have been in theaters than intended or this extra top right. and bottom bits that yeah i know that like 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 full moon is a good example where full moon all of those full moon movies were direct to video. Hmm. And so when they put them out on Blu-ray, they crop them to 185 like this is or actually it's full screen so it's 178 to 1 um like whatever nobody cares. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, I care, damn it. <laughs> but anyway, um they crop them and they're they were never shot for theatrical uh, distribution, so technically the the full screen is the correct ratio, and so when they crop them, there's most of the time it looks fine, but there's a few shots where like you can clearly tell like <laughs> shit is getting chopped off that should there's no way that anybody would frame a shot the way it's cropped. It just mm -hmm. doesn't make sense because it's supposed to be cropped a different way, and so that bothers me. Um, and uh, Troma when they put out Tromeo and Juliet which was as far as I know shot full screen they put out the Blu-ray full screen hmm. um, 133 to 1 whatever so I like you know like I would like to see uh, actual original aspect ratios being respected but yeah. uh not everybody does. Yeah, I mean, I think most people just want to fill their TV screen, which is why Full Moon does right, it. Right, right. Um, I just, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, well. It seems, with with the Project Echo, that's kind of like throwing me because... Yeah. I just, if they're gonna... It seems like a lot of extra work to animate all the bits that are just gonna get yeah, cut out. But if they... I mean, 86 that was, so yeah, like they yeah. knew it was coming to video, so 
they they clearly knew that that would be seen at some point and so is that their intention like oh fuck it everyone's gonna watch it on video for the rest of whenever the fuck and it's only gonna be in theaters for a few weeks or whatever so just crop it and who gives a shit and they'll see the full one on tv yeah like, I, that one i wonder too because that one was originally not intended to have a theatrical release in its original design oh well then that would make sense so maybe then. it was just cropped later because yeah oh yeah oh hey we're, we're it's no longer going to be an ova it's going to be a proper theatrical release okay maybe they cropped it for yeah that, then. that would make sense but yeah because it was weird because i remember growing up i think the vhs was letterboxed oh really and the laser disc that I watched sometime in the '90s was letterboxed. Oh, weird. and then the DVD releases that the, at least the one I have, and yeah. I think all the ones I've looked at have all been full screen. They've okay. all been, so it's kind of weird. So they're actually restoring the original, yeah. full like all the animation you could possibly get, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because back in the '90s it was. Uh, now I've got to crop the screen down yeah. to see the whole thing, and now. I've got to crop the screen down on the sides to see those. So it's right, like, right. It's like, oh, that's weird. But yeah, it was when I was getting the DVDs and looking into it. I was like, wait, this was letterboxed. I remember this being letterboxed. Why can't I find the letterboxed version? Yeah. And I looked into it and they're like, oh, well, it was actually created in 4x3 and they've just huh. cropped it down for the theater. And Very interesting. Yeah. So Toxic Avenger 2. Uh, how'd you like it? It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a thumbs up from Steven? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does get a thumbs up. I think it kind of uh, lost steam there at the end, or, or maybe just ran out of budget. I don't know, but... <laughs> like uh, when they go back to Tremaville? Yeah, yeah, kind of... That part just kind of felt, I don't know, a little like... Oh, just get, get through this shit. We gotta get... <laughs> just felt like it was kind of struggling there at the end somehow but yeah i don't know and partially in that it just felt like uh they weren't trying to thread the plot anymore <laughs> but yeah I mean, there's like the black writer shows up and he's just like oh they're sending this black i'm like how the hell did you find out when it was, like there's i think we're missing a scene here where <laughs> yeah and i not that plot logic has been the intent of this movie but <laughs> no, definitely not but yeah no the 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 end part of that went th with all the black rider stuff i mean it does feel kind of tacked on yeah and uh i wouldn't be surprised if it was actually tacked, tacked on as like a bridge because toxic vendor 2 and 3 were shot as one movie and oh, then they okay. realized oh fuck we can't release a four-hour Toxic Avenger 2. Like, who the fuck wants to see that? We'll cut it up. And mm. so then maybe when in their cutting it up, they were like, well, there's no real way to cut it. We need to have something else to end this part two part naturally, and let's end it with the big fucking car chase motorcycle thing. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. Cause yeah, I mean, cause otherwise that guy, I mean, it's not like he's in it. The black rider just fucking appears and then they right. just have a thing. And, and it's, it's just, just, he's introduced by narration where right. Toxie's just like, and then they sent this black rider guy. I'm like, who, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, didn't even, and it was like, there were like 
clips of like the evil overlord guy smiling at the board meeting and stuff that just looked like out of place like we're just gonna throw this in there because he's the guy we're talking about right right just seemed like there was it lost the narrative thread somewhere in there right well yeah because the first one this this uh part two the first when i say the first one i mean part two which doesn't make any sense but um i when you see the part three you'll see how it's based it's just an extension of this movie it's not like its own thing it's really just the same kind of okay it just continues um and they both came out in 89 Mm, they they really i mean they were done um at the same time basically Unlike the the newest trauma movie, Return to Nukem High, where the first one came out, I don't know, five years ago, and then part two is just coming out this year, or last the end of last year. So, <laughs> unlike that one, these movies came out in the same year. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was. I think by the end of it, like you're right, like it's it's. It's you're ready for it to end by the time the end comes. Like yeah, whereas like if you were saying like a four hour toxic move Avenger, it it wouldn't have. It's <laughs> it's a little much. Yeah, I can definitely say like watching it this time. I'm familiar with it. I already like it, and so watching it this time in a very nice uh, Blu-ray uh, scan or whatever you want to say, it uh, it was just 100 percent enjoyable i i just i knew what was going to come out I, I knew what i was in for i knew the tone right. i knew everything about it and i just like oh this is great this is fuck i love this movie <laughs> <laughs> um but this movie is not very well liked oh hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a surprise i mean like it's toxic avenger part two theoretically you've been through the first one yeah you should kind of know the tone and like i kind of went into it like okay there's gonna be crazy over-the-top violence and gore and it's right. gonna be just goofy and silly and and that's kind of what i got maybe not exactly what i was expecting but close enough that i wasn't thrown off or anything do you feel like this is a good sequel to the first one yeah because that's where the the contention comes with a lot of people they don't think that this is a good sequel what else because it's very it's it's very much more overtly a comedy i think like the first one is obviously fucking comedic and over the top but it's also i don't know like i don't know how to describe it because i like both of them so i don't i'm just trying to uh Hmm. contextualize like most people don't like this one and part three to the point that in toxic avenger 4 at the beginning of the movie they're like yeah sorry we made part two and three and like nobody likes it so forget those here's toxic avenger four <laughs> <laughs> the real sequel i don't know i mean I, I don't have a problem with this as a sequel it's fine yeah honestly i watched this and i was just like, the whole time i was just like this is fucking great like i, I fucking love I this mean, movie i would i would say if there's <laughs> like i mean i wouldn't say it's the like perfect there's some things that are flawed i guess like i mentioned with the yeah but it's like not in concept or goal or what it's doing it's, yeah it's just kind of i feel like if the, if there's a real problem with it is that kind of blows its load at the beginning 
with that, that big fight. That first fight scene is like the big fight scene of the movie, and then like the rest never quite lives up to that. That's true, but there's a lot of really cool shit that happens throughout the rest <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think just just over the course of it is like that set my expectations yeah uh, to maximum and then it like right. didn't quite get there through the rest of the movie so I was a little yeah like, in oh, it just didn't quite have the <laughs> guy turned into a basketball and <laughs> right right no you know, they really go all out in that first scene and when you were I remember when we were talking about the first one and you were saying that like you wanted to see more fighting in like more creative fighting with the with the mop and stuff and i was just like well <laughs> in the back of my head i was thinking like okay well, well, we, we got this lined up we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> we'll see how the sequel plays for steven i think he will enjoy it and so when i was watching it this time i was just like oh here we go <laughs> yeah because i i remember things from like the first one of like turning the guy into this with the smoothie machine and getting it. It's like, that yeah. seems like a big part of Toxie is the, the brutal yeah. <laughs> serving of justice right, to, right, yeah, yeah. to the bad guys. And you get that in that first fight. And, you do. You do. And the other fights, it's like you, you, they're great fun fights, but then there's not that brutal, just <laughs> we're going to mangle the corpse in the weirdest yeah. way possible. It's like, it kind of forgets that. And it's just the fights are fun, the action is fun, everything going on is fun. And then I'm like, oh, is he gonna like, what's he gonna do to this guy? And then it's just kind of like that kind of tapers <laughs> off as the film goes on. Where it's there's some good ones though. Um, yeah, there's the the one with the uh, Taiyaki thing where he crushes the guy's nose and yeah, that's one of my favorite <laughs> things like in movies ever. I fucking love that. It looks so good. <laughs> That fucking fake nose that's smashed into the, the fish thing? Holy shit, it looks so uh, good. And, and speaking of, I think that's one of the scenes where you were mentioning of just random passerbys like looking in and watching and going like, what the <laughs> fuck? There's one where, where there's a great one where he's like talking to some fucking like group of Japanese kids and there's a guy, like a an adult that's walking by and... When he first comes on screen, you can see him looking at the Toxie like, what the fuck? And then he comes and he keeps walking by. And then right in the middle of the screen, there's like an opening between two kids. And he stops. And he's just looking at Toxie like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's so fucking great. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, I know that the first one was very successful in Japan, but mm. clearly not successful enough where people were like, oh, it's Toxie. <laughs> I don't think it was that successful in America. Even until, no, Not no. until the cartoon came out anyway. I don't even know that. Uh, yeah, I don't even know the cartoon. Even the enough. cartoon or anything like makes it that. I know that people knew what the fuck it was, but or at least a, a, a relatively large amount of people knew toxic avenger i don't know if those people had seen the movie or anything but i feel like the name and and stuff like that like seeped into culture a little bit right um they're supposed to be doing a a, a hollywood fucking big budget remake oh jesus but uh they've been talking about it for years but uh uh they have yet to really yeah, uh, come to anything i don't know how that's gonna turn out 
I don't I don't think it would turn out well. Yeah. But um I I support it. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to see that happen, but I support it because that means Troma will get money. <laughs> right. And then they will then put out spin that into that another into movie. It. Yeah, they're currently in uh, they're about to shoot a new movie. Um Tromeo and Juliet was a very successful movie for them in terms of uh, uh, just fucking street cred, and uh, <laughs> it was very—it's fucking awesome movie. Um, and so they're going to do another Shakespeare adaptation of uh, this time, The Tempest, Ooh. and but they're calling it um, Shakespeare's Shitstorm. <laughs> <laughs> And they're uh, currently in pre-production and getting ready to shoot that uh, sometime soon. All right. And my friend who did uh, effects for them, uh, Evan Parra, uh, he did some effects for them on the the, the, the reshoots of Return of Nukem High Volume 2. He's going to be doing some uh, some work for them on uh, Shitstorm, right. as I understand it. Oh, cool. And so that will I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Anyway. Um. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> ta- I was Something about Toxie. Trying to think about uh, the... You were saying that he didn't uh, serve justice. Yeah, there's there's not as much of uh, Toxie just mangling people as the film goes on. Yeah, the, well, yeah, there's the one fight where, where the guy... <laughs> his, his fake dad, that one was pretty brutal. But it wasn't him. Right, it's not him. It was just that fucking guy who was wildly chopping, just ran, just nonstop, like wildly chopping. And then he happens to chop up the guy's leg, yeah. which was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, he 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 pulls off the the guy's, like the there was the guy with the claws. Yeah, and he, he did like, like rips his fingers off. Yeah, and, he like cut off his fingers. And, and that's. That was was like kind of one of the fights where it was like, like he gets the chainsaw fish thing and he like cuts through the guy's staff, but you don't actually really see. Right, no, they don't. It's just off camera. You he's screaming and there's a chainsaw in his face, so you know he was brutally mangled, but you never see the results. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a little frustrating, and that's probably a budget thing. Like they went to Japan. So they, right, they, they had didn't to, have like as much. Yeah, uh, that, that's kind of what, what I meant. But like, it, it seems to just run out of steam, or maybe right. just runs out of budget. Like, it's, it's right, right, just kind of lost some things there. Maybe uh, just being on the streets of Japan, they couldn't just be flinging that stuff around without. It's, the, yeah, <laughs> it's possible, especially if they didn't have any permits. <laughs> right, just wild. Because yeah, I mean, it's just random people walking around, and then just all of a sudden. Like, Guys getting fucking chainsawed in the face. People walking around the corner like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> usually like on a film shoot, they'll have like like cops there to like cordon off the streets and keep right. the peace and let people know like what the fuck is going on. Yeah, but if like they're a- just trauma style guerrilla filmmaking in the streets of Tokyo, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Um, um, but even back at a... Uh when they go back to Tromaville yeah. later on, it's kind of like that too. Like the the girls who are attacking his girlfriend, he just kind of spanks one of them and throws them out. They don't really get, they That's don't even true. get killed. Really. They don't, yeah. And it was just kind of like, oh, Toxie, where, where's your insanity of, of raging <laughs> <laughs> destructive potential? I don't know. It just, yeah, it was, yeah, that is a little frustrating. But I think it's, 
it's frustrating, but it's also it's a small flaw. I feel like the rest of them, it's still fun. Reg- yeah, I mean, it, like, there's reg- still a lot of fun in there. And I think it was just that after that first battle. Where you do get a lot yeah, of that, where, Yeah, where it's like, you know, the guy's crushed in the wheelchair and his guts oh, are fucking, spilling out. I love that, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, the whole movie's going to be full of this. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's it's kind of not. And Well, wait till you see Poultry Geist. <laughs> because that movie doesn't spare any gore. I mean, yeah. and... and that by that movie that's like 2006 or 7 or something all the effects on that movie were done volunteer style like all these fans of trauma who are fx artists were just like yeah oh, wow. i'll fucking work on the movie for free and do cool <laughs> effects and so there's just tons and tons of dope effects and they were all done for free because trauma is fucking awesome Hey. <laughs> I don't know if if the Return to Nukem High movies were made like that, but there's there's a lot of good shit in the there there in in that I haven't seen the second one, but in this in the first one there's a lot of good shit in there too. They get I don't know that they it's hard to say that they get better as they go. I mean, they definitely get better, but they also um like the, the I guess the the mainstream person would say that they get worse or they get they get more tasteless as time goes on. There's some really fucking like crash shit in all of the later ones. But um, at the same time, they keep a very juvenile uh, yeah, level yeah. of humor like this movie. This movie is a lot more representative of trauma going forward than the first movie. Like mm. the first movie is kind of a blueprint, but it's kind of its own thing at the same time. Whereas this yeah. one is more dialed up on the juvenile humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of how trauma like continues throughout the, the rest of their, it's kind of like the Lloyd Kaufman style, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love the narration too, like his fucking little like happy voice. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like uh, maybe I'm just not remembering it right, but like did his voice like did he change voice actors? For yeah, the, it's a different it's a different voice I was like, in this one. Different than the first movie. Yeah, it's a different guy playing him, and and there's actually two guys that play him in this movie because the you got the guy in the costume. Well, the I don't know who does the voice. It might be the same guy that's in that's playing him on screen but i know mm-hmm. that two actual guys were on screen as Toxie because oh, okay. they they had like a falling out with the first guy mm. for some reason the first guy like objected to <laughs> to something that was in the movie or whatever and so like halfway through the movie he left and then they got this <clears> other guy i can't fucking i i have no clue like i couldn't tell you where this guy is or that guy they had yeah, all looked yeah. fucking seamless to me yeah i didn't notice any difference um, physically between the two toxies so. yeah it, it i don't know but uh somebody does his voice and it's different than the first guy and the su- the suit actors are also different than the first guy hmm. and i think that's i want to say that's how each movie is hmm. i mean the third one is the same movie essentially so that's the same people but i'm i don't think that those people are in the the citizen toxi <laughs> is that the third one that's the fourth one that was fourth one okay. no the uh the, the next one is 
Toxic Avenger Part Three: The Last Temptation of Toxie. <laughs> <laughs> There's supposed to be a fifth one, but they haven't got it off the ground. I mean, at this point, I guess they're making shitstorms. So I don't. Lloyd Kaufman has said that he wants to make a fifth one called the Toxie Twins, but uh, he hasn't like gotten a script that he likes. Like he hasn't mm-hmm. worked out the story correctly. And uh, you might not think that a, a good story is <laughs> necessary, but uh, it really is. Yeah. You know, you can't just string together a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah, then you, then you get just that, that ending with the Black Rider. Just right. Like, well, here's a Black Rider, and he's going to blow something up. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that being said, I mean, it was a that fun shit scene. is fun, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just kind of like, what, what, where, what are we doing here now? <laughs> like, right. No, I mean, naturally it would make sense if he, like, went after the Apocalypse Inc. guys, that, you know, the guy laughing on the fucking <laughs> the balcony or whatever. You'd think, like, naturally, narratively, that's the villain. He would go after him. Right. But because they extended it, like, that's the third movie. And... uh I mean, I. You don't want them to cut out. I mean, they made two movies. They don't. You don't want to cut out like all that footage and then just put the ending on the end. You know, right, like yeah. I would much rather have it the way it is. Um, right. But yeah, now that you mention it, it does seem like something that was edited after all the filming was done. Yeah. And they just couldn't film a short scene of maybe Toxie grabbing a bad guy and right. like where is da, 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 and then be like oh we're gonna send this black writer after you I mean, they could have just done like a little <laughs> yeah maybe yeah like 30 second scene of something <laughs> like but you know it seems like something that would have been an easy fix right except that if you don't have the set ready and the actors that right. like it. so it seems like something done afterwards where they were like oh shit we gotta deal with this and just kind of edited it yeah into a way that, just just narrate it together yeah because we don't have the footage and right. can't get more footage easily or something yeah and i mean that would be expensive if you to get it all together i right. mean like a role i mean a fucking film and developing and it's just 35 millimeters so it's expensive as fuck like i don't know if you if you're out of budget at the end of the rope you know you already shot four hours of movie it's just yeah to get everybody back to maybe the actor yeah if the actors it's just gone and you don't have some random guy to get in the taxi suit and i don't know I love that he still has like a fucking the same, basically the same frayed fucking tutu right, leotard right. suit. Like, so got like the green toxic <laughs> chemical stains on it. And... I fucking love that. And and somehow he goes to the bathroom without taking it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's toxic, which, which has fuck? some disturbing implications. But <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a weird guy. You know, he he. Yeah. Uh, he eats the fucking Drano. And yeah, he's fucking he's, decon like yeah. mouse traps and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's like sprinkling de- uh, the fucking Drano like it's uh, salt or some shit on yeah. that fucked up radioactive chicken that he's trying to eat. <laughs> 
Like, I love that, like, I, I don't even know why or wh if that's supposed to make sense. Like, it's just funny to me. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> like, I, I wasn't sure if it was just because it was like, oh, well, he lives in this toxic waste dump. The only thing to eat is toxic waste. Or if it's like, oh, he's the toxic Avenger. He eats toxic stuff because he's the toxic Avenger. Yeah, it's I like, think it's that. I, I don't, yeah, it was kind of. And then you have that again in, in Japan where he eats the plastic noodles. And yeah, and he just fucking keeps eating it. <laughs> He's just like, I don't, why would they eat these plastic noodles? What the fuck? And when he was saying that, I'm like, oh, well, I, th I thought he just assumed plastic noodles were normal food. And he's just, just eating them because he's the Toxic Avenger and he eats Drano and Decon. Like, what? <laughs> like, why wouldn't he eat plastic noodles on top of that? But right. And he's like, oh, this is a weird place. They eat plastic noodles. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah so he goes to japan you're a fan of japan yeah that was a very fascinating thing i do wish there were subtitles for the japanese i was gonna bring that up there were subtitles uh there used to be there used to be yeah <laughs> but for some reason uh trauma didn't, uh, didn't add the subtitles the back onto the the blu-ray or, or subtitle hmm. it so uh, they should be on the DVD because the DVD is the old DVD mm, that they okay. put in there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, going through it this time, normally you'd see it with subtitles, but this time I kind of was enjoying the fact. It was a interesting experience. I was trying to piece together what little I could understand of Japanese. Yeah, and and I don't think any of the conversations were particularly important or anything. But there was one that I know that I want to talk about. Um, but uh, I enjoy in movies when they try to present like a specific viewpoint. And so, like as Toxie going over to Japan who theoretically doesn't speak Japanese, although at some points he does he, he, <laughs> speak Japanese. He knows some broken phrases. Right. It does mention that he had a Japanese phrase book. That yeah. He, he, so yeah, I, right. I figure he just memorized a few <laughs> phrases that he mispronounces horribly, and right. he, he throws them out on occasion. But, but uh, anyway, so he goes to Japan. He doesn't know what the fuck they're saying, so they don't let us know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> and so I enjoy that sort of just immersion yeah, it was even a, if that's not the original intent, right? Because there's a lot of it where he's like not even on the scene, but right, still. right. So and for the most part, I kind of got the gist of what they were trying to do in a scene. Yeah, and it was like, okay, I, I see what they're doing. I can't really tell exactly what they're saying. But. Yeah, I think it comes through without the right. subtitles. But um, yeah, if you ever watch it again, I don't know. Maybe I don't know how they do it on the DVD. It's probably burned in from the the old print though so i don't yeah. know anyway maybe we, i can dig up some subtitles for you next time um because i didn't know that they did that on the blu-ray but uh, there's one one conversation in japan uh in japanese that if you had the subtitles may have uh piqued your interest but it may have already piqued your interest if you know this person that did a little cameo mm. Did you notice any, any little specific cameo in the Japanese um, part? No, of anybody specific. That, okay. So, I never noticed this because I never knew who this guy was. Um, but in the subtitles, they, they mentioned his name. And so without that, if you don't know what he looks like, 
And it makes sense because you think of what this guy does in his work. And you think of trauma. And you think, oh, yeah, it does make sense that this guy would be a fan of trauma. <laughs> so making his, uh, his on-screen debut appearance in this cameo is the Japanese manga artist Gonagai. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the creator of Devilman and uh, yeah. Violence Jack. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I was, while watching this, I, I kind of, I thought of Violence Jack. Yeah. And I was like, Violence Jack was really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. This is maybe not quite as gory and distraught, but not uncomfortable in the way that violence jack is despite having yeah intestines spill out and right well it's yeah it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, just such a different tone right and it's i'm a, like it's a how tone do, how would i explain that to somebody who i would just some random guy on the street who'd be like well don't watch violence jack that's disturbing yeah but this is not this is funny I, how do i explain that kind of a difference well yeah in violence jack it's like a dark sort of sexual violence and it's never like i don't know it's never uh pleasurable to yeah, watch it's, it's, it's just always gross yeah yeah it's <laughs> like and i was trying to think like how like how do i specifically define that distinction yeah <laughs> that makes this funny and that just kind of yeah not well happy. <laughs> the, i think a lot of people would still think that the gore in this movie is also gross probably so <laughs> where you know i mean i don't know i'm fairly depraved in the gore department <laughs> at this point i used to tell people that like i don't really watch horror movies because they're they're uh scary to me they're very fun to me i enjoy them and like i i just i just i love them they're they're fun like they're not disturbing to me and i think that was kind of disturbing to people if you say that to people because <laughs> they don't know what the fuck you mean by that because when they look at horror movies they're they're violent and they're disturbing and so the idea that i would derive fun from I don't know, fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something <laughs> real fucked up like that. I mean, that movie is actually scary, though, <laughs> and really <laughs> fucked up. So that's not a, the best example. But <clears throat> I don't know, Evil Dead 2, where it's also like fucking wild and crazy and comedic, but also incredibly gory and fucked up. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, it's a it's a some people can enjoy that and some people just don't. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, th I feel like uh, if you're not going to enjoy gore, I don't think that Toxic Avenger is going to sway you. <laughs> no, <any> no. <laughs> Probably not. <clears throat> but. So anyway, yeah. uh, so Gona Guy shows up. He's towards the end of the Japanese section. There's a part when the uh, news reporter speaks to uh, a guy and they sit on the steps so outside the of the bowl of things yeah yeah okay so that was going to guy huh? yeah that was going to guy and he's he's uh there's it's a specific kind of thing like in the credits he's listed as that and whatever that fish dish that they they yeah. talk about mm -hmm. um Whatever that's called, he's listed as like the expert of that <laughs> or whatever. And so, like in the subtitles, the the uh, the news reporter is 
just asking him about that kind of food and like, oh, what's it like? And blah blah blah. And and Gona guy is like, oh, it gives you you know special powers. It's amazing. You know, you, sh- you if you eat it, it will you know give you gifts. And that's when he eats it. Yeah. And, then and then the naked, the naked girl, naked girl comes and, he's like, and he's like, oh shit, yeah, that's yeah, right. I figured that was where they were going <laughs> with that because I because earlier there's a scene of. And again, there's no subtitles there, but yeah. I could tell what was going on where the guy is like, he's clearly got a bad back and he's at this shrine, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. like praying for the, and it, at first you don't really know what's going on. And then Toxie runs by and accidentally whacks him with his mop and, and he's like, ah, and he's like all happy. And then they're like, ah, and I was like, oh, they think and the shrine did like the gods right, answered right. his prayers. And then, so when that re- same reporter comes on and he's eating the thing and then the girl falls in his lap, I'm like, oh, they're just continuing that gag (laughs) (laughs) yeah so but yeah that's that's interesting to know that was going to guy that makes perfect sense yes yeah it it makes sense especially since uh going to guy is also fond of just random naked women so oh okay well then that (laughs) that would make sense in that way too yeah it uh it made total sense from from what i know of going to guy and (laughs) but yeah um He's not in a lot of movies too. He's on. He's listed in a, in a few movies, but this is his debut appearance in movies. Hey. <laughs> so I don't know. I I, I wonder if uh, he knew like, oh shit, they're gonna film part two out here because it was a co-production with a Japanese company, yeah. uh, and then he like wanted to be in it, or if Lloyd Kaufman, who is a fan of Asian things, like he's he has a, a big love of Japanese movies and culture and also chinese movies and culture like he it's it's just an interest for him i think he speaks mandarin um and maybe some japanese as well i don't know but anyway he's a big you know a very worldly kind of guy and so maybe he knew of going to guy and was like hey you want to be in my movie you have influenced me in a little bit way you know i don't know because he was going to guys like started in the early 70s yeah yeah so i wonder how much I wonder how much of that had gotten into America by then. Yeah, in the by the late eighties, because anime in general was still kind of a really underground, unknown thing in the eighties in America. Yeah, but I feel like Lloyd Kaufman is—he might have been a little more up aware, on it, yeah, especially yeah. in New York, where like you can get imports and things, and right. there's like that may have probably been. you know a Japanese culture in town where he could go and. Uh, it reminds me of like um, when we were doing the one of the Gamera movies. There was a picture in the photo gallery on the DVD, and it listed a it showed a theater, and it it was in English, and it was like blah 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 theater, mm-hmm. Gamera whatever. And we I think we talked about it on the episode, or we talked about it beforehand, or at some point we talked about it whether it was recorded or not. And uh, we were wondering, like, where this theater was. Mm. And I remember when I edited it, I looked into it, (laughs) and I found out what this theater was. It was in Hawaii, and it was a theater chain owned by Dai, or Dai, or however you say it, the company Mm. that produced the Gamera movies. And apparently, in certain areas of the U.S., they had theaters that ran Japanese movies, first run huh. Japanese movies, they not 
U.S. releases, but just the companies themselves would show them to areas that had large populations of Japanese-speaking people. So, I would imagine that New York would be one of these places. Right, right. And um, in my in my uh, investigation of this, I also found out that there were theaters in L.A. playing first-run Hong Kong movies in the 80s and 90s because I found all these fucking old newspaper uh, ads for, like, The Killer and Better Tomorrow and all these... like crazy like holy shit i could have been going to this theater this whole time and seeing all these movies in the theater uh, fuck yeah if, if only you could send a message in a bottle back to <laughs> if 10 only, year old will right right <laughs> <laughs> if only i could get down to la into this fucking chinatown theater and so um anyway it just to kind of awaken me to this like if you're into this stuff it was kind of out there was, whether it had a, a legitimate it, yeah. release or not and in researching this particular movie i found out that troma was the first company in the u.s to release my neighbor totoro <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> which <laughs> Oh, yes. that's brilliant. Right. It doesn't seem like they would be. But but at the same time, they put out all these full moon movies that are for kids. That's kind of. or no, Well, they didn't do that. That's from. Um, that's the other. That's um, Charles Band. Or something yeah, that's like the that. full moon. Okay. That's the other guy you, yes. you do all the reviews of. Okay. Yes. I'm getting my uh, e-movie <laughs> studios confused here. Right. Well, they, they they all share similarities in that they're their, their own little empires. Mm-hmm. Um, Roger Corman being the. the the beginning of that in the 60s 50s 60s and stuff and so then people want to oh like i want to do a thing like roger carmen anyway um trauma has all these like had at the time sub companies who would be distribution arms of trauma they have one that releases classic movies on dvd uh, Rowan Group, and they had at that in the early '90s, they had one that was specifically for theatrical distribution of of other like non-trauma movies. So it was called like 50th Street Films, <laughs> so they could release movies and not have the the trauma name on the trauma them. name that has a, a connotation of of sort of tasteless, yeah. trashy like B movies or whatever. And so one of the movies that they, they put out was uh, Totoro. Interesting. Or Totoro, however you're supposed yeah. to say it. So, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. And, and I was reading about that specifically. And the when Disney released it to DVD and Blu-ray in like the early 2000s or something, it was because the, the rights that Troma had to it finally expired (laughs) like the rights that they had bought at that time to release it lasted so many years and that finally expired and then that's when disney picked it up (laughs) so who knew wow so in any way the long long story capped off being i think lloyd kaufman is uh he might have been in very much he he might have been ahead of the curve yeah Yeah. i think he's ahead of the curve definitely um so I'd like to think that he, at some point, contacted a Gona guy or whatever. They were yeah. little buddies or whatever. Yeah, they, they, 
Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question because uh, I could definitely see because you were saying Toxic Avenger had been successful in Japan. Yeah, it was a big hit. So I could see Go Nagai being into that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and for sure. So it, yeah, that is a interesting question of who would have uh, been the first to yeah. contact him, or maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's uh. Yeah, that's a little interesting yeah, factoid. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, and, and honestly, um I'm glad we did the violence jack thing because if because now I like I know who that guy is and I know his name. Otherwise if I because I never knew who the fuck that guy yeah, was. Yeah, and, and that would have just totally blown past me without the subtitles right, to catch his right. name. I would have just been like, Yeah, all right. Yeah, in the subtitles it says something about like, oh, notable expert Gona guy. What do you think about this or whatever? <laughs> and clearly, I've seen this before, and it never fazed me. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Right. Did oh. you recognize when we did Violence Jack that this was a guy in the Toxic Avenger movie? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't know who the fuck he was until we watched that and I didn't know he was in this until I rewatched this one. and was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, it's that guy. <laughs> like I had had no idea that he was in this. Yeah. So, all right. That's uh yeah. So who, I, yeah. I just wish I'd started you off on going to guy with a better, uh, with a better, <laughs> well, that's fine. It's not a big deal. I know I can uh, imagine that it goes up from there. <laughs> hard to go down. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, have to be kind of, Real bottom of the barrel shit. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, Toxic Avenger. What? Do, how'd you like the uh, the way he gets to Japan? Oh, oh yeah, that was <laughs> that was freaking amazing. <laughs> I fucking love that. He gets on the fucking wind sail thing. I mean, at first, I'm like, I'm like, oh god, it's like, oh, he's not gonna take a plane. Is he gonna try and walk? Is he just gonna like swim or? Something? And then no. <laughs> Freaking like sailboard thing, like even better somehow, even better. That's so fucking great. And I had kind of thought like he'd crossed the Pacific, and he mentions being at the Panama Canal, and like, oh, should I have taken a right or a right, left? Right. And so I figured he went from New York to the Panama Canal, and then crossed and went across the Pacific to Japan. But then yeah. at the end, it goes back to the the menu. And it shows the little map of his journey, and oh, it like okay. dots out, uh, and he like goes south of Africa and cuts through the Indian Ocean and through all of these Pacific <laughs> islands. He took the long way around. <laughs> he almost like it, like at first he like goes up to like Europe and then turns around and goes back. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, oh, I I figured he crossed at the Panama Canal. No, he didn't cross the Panama Canal. He just went past the Panama Canal. <laughs> he yeah, he should have <laughs> taken that turn. <laughs> uh. And so I'm like, so you know. I'm like no i actually kind of like that route better that makes even less sense right uh, <laughs> not a great navigator the taxi <laughs> but he got there he did get there in in less than uh it took to for everyone to grow old and die so yeah he, no, he, he was moving pretty quickly yeah so he, <laughs> he did a good job there it's the, that toxic power going for him and i love his entrance was was perfect too. Yeah, where he's like, I had I had to come in like Godzilla, and I was like, you know, that's that's perfect. And I thought it was like this. 
that is like Toxie is a very Godzilla like character. Yeah. You know, born from toxic waste and yes. out to destroy the very things that created him. This This is true, yeah. And and just you know, automatically just sensing evil and going to it and just <laughs> obliterating it in a in <laughs> ridiculously overpowered fashion. It's, it just yes, I, yes. I just thought about it. I'm like, yeah, he he's he, of course he's Godzilla. Of course he's got to come to Japan like Godzilla. Like that's he's the same thing. They're they're very similar characters actually. And yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah. So, so it made yeah. it made perfect sense. It was it was the only way for him to come into Japan. So I'm, I'm glad they did that. That was very fun. Yeah, I love that, and I love how, um, because the the villain has developed anti-traumatons because the traumatons are what are inside him reacting to the evil and so they develop anti-traumatons and he tries to get his mojo back through samurai uh, through the, uh, the sumo, the sumo yeah. and, and, and learning the sumo purification purification rituals and uh, so after that he learns it <laughs> and then the one sumo guy just like hands him his fucking sailboard <laughs> yeah, like, like, here you go alright you're ready to go <laughs> And then he just fucking sails back. <laughs> Wonder if he sailed back a different route. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I just, it's just fucking quality. <laughs> I don't know. I have a hard time when I watch it this time. It's like I just have a hard time seeing people not liking this. Like I just yeah, don't get kind of, it. That's that's it's kind so of, yeah, fun. I don't know what to not like about it. <laughs> it's so fun. Like I think maybe the first one is more like. I don't really think of the first one as a horror movie, but it kind of is. It's it's kind of based on the the the, the framework, I guess. Um, and this one is not really at all a horror movie, but it's super gory in parts. Yeah. And maybe people want to see more of a horror movie style than this kind of juvenile uh, comedy horror mashup you know thing that is trauma like that's how their movies are i don't know yeah it's just that's weird to me i don't I, yeah, i'm just not seeing the complaints for this one right right i was really thinking about it this time when i was watching it because it was just like this is like fun <laughs> like i don't this is exactly a great movie i don't it's, it's what i want yeah it's it's <laughs> i I mean, other than just uh, the well, Mortal Kombat finishers through the whole movie, yeah, I don't yeah. really have anything that I'm really complaining about. I mean, yeah, especially like all the Japan stuff. Yeah, is that was great. so much fun. Yeah, it was just all the goofy things going on, and and it's it's fun too because it's just like because it is just shot in the streets with random people. You really get a like a fun just like taking a trip to Japan in the eighties where you get yeah. to, to see like, Oh, this is what the fucking streets are like. And I don't know. I enjoy that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was, uh, this is fun. Yeah. Very entertaining. And I'm curious to see the third one again, because I, I remember being, uh, that one being a, a, a few steps down this one. Cause it doesn't have the Jap Japanese stuff. And, uh, yeah. I don't remember it being as good. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I did, and you want to say like the this was another this was a case where it was just like kind of throwing me with all the all the just random villain characters. Yeah. Just 
tons and tons of these characters. They had a lot. Just, yeah, like in that first fight where they just <laughs> opened the fucking yeah. limo door and they're all just <laughs> fucking running out. <laughs> like a goddamn like, clown at first, car. You, you start out with just like the two like fake construction workers who are putting up the condemned, yeah. which was hilarious. Like the, the bomb explodes and like 10 seconds later they're walking, condemned and we're going to buy it. Here you go. <laughs> Apocalypse Incorporated. Don't waste no freaking time. No man, the Apocalypse <laughs> waits for no man. But like the the one guy, he's like just covered in hives or something, and I'm like, I don't know. He had like these weird oh yeah yeah all yeah, over yeah. His face. Yeah, the guy, the UPS guy, the yeah, PUS guy, <laughs> the bus guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, like what's this guy gonna do? Like he's you don't put that kind of like makeup on somebody without like actually having a purpose for it. And then he just dies and goes. And I'm like, I guess they just put all this makeup on without having a purpose for it. <laughs> the the purpose was the joke of the UPS guy changed to the pus guy yeah, uh, yeah i guess he's so. the fucking puss man i i guess i just i missed that i guess and so i, I thought there was going to be more to him and then i'm like oh no and then like the whole freaking like army of lunatics come out and i'm just like no i guess they're just making everybody in this movie their own weird little thing and it doesn't freaking and it just yeah. and that's what they did the whole movie like everybody like every weird character like yeah, there's a lot of them could have been an actual like <laughs> right, storied right. character if they, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah weird, uh... that's that's another thing i was gonna say the uh there's a guy that he fights at the beginning in that fight where uh, it's a black guy with the he has a tank top on and nunchucks and he's uh, actually yeah, he's, really good he, yeah he was doing pretty good there yeah and uh he's uh he's also in the movie later i don't know if he's supposed to be the same character i don't think so i think yeah, he's I think a Toxie different guy kinda killed the first guy so he but uh he's one of the guys in the suits and you see him do a couple of kicks and stuff later on in the movie but anyway that guy is it's the the screen debut of a noted uh sort of uh i don't want to say i don't know i shouldn't say it because he's a legitimate star he, uh, uh, Michael Jai, Jai White, the, uh, the sort of lower level martial arts film star. I, 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 I don't like saying lower level, but most people don't know who the fuck he is. Right. But he's in a bunch of movies. He played Spawn in the 90s Spawn movie. Oh, okay. He was the first uh, black actor to play like a big time uh, comic character. And uh, he's in all kinds of movies. He's fucking great, great martial artist. And uh, this was his first movie. Hey. So it, another guy uh, getting his first uh, shot at at movies via trauma. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was pretty cool in it. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking awesome. He's he's a great martial artist. He he's 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 yeah he's fucking great. And he was great here with the nunchucks. Lots of nunchucks in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there nunchucks in the first movie too? Or was I want to say that there is. Yeah, like in, in the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, for no yeah. Reason? Like I there think was just so. some nunchucks on the wall that somebody picked up, and or maybe it was a sword well, there were samurai swords on the wall. There were samurai swords on the wall. <laughs> I think somebody in there had nunchucks yeah. or something. Yeah, right, right. Which, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's the eighties. It doesn't. Everybody had fucking nunchucks. It was the the, <laughs> the height of nunchucks popularity. Yeah, it's a... probably still 
the the repercussions of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee yeah, uses yeah. nunchucks in uh, right. Fist of Fury, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure he's the guy that popularized them. Yeah, because uh, I know you haven't seen those Bruce Lee movies, but goddamn, <laughs> he's fucking dope with those nunchucks in those movies, and uh, it's just the ripples from that. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. still going out. Oh man, that's just I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I don't know what people's problems are with this movie. Yeah, it's, it's it's fucking it's so fun. fun. Like like every single guy he fights is like its own unique thing. It really can, is, yeah. And that like, could have been like a mini boss or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like in any other movie, this would have been like a major character. Yeah, like even if only like a a mid tier villain or something. Right, but right. it would have been somebody who would have had a point to the plot or something. And here they're just like freaking everywhere like every single one of yeah. these people is just so weird and, and that i mean that's kind of how trauma is though it's like instead of developing one like i mean they have the apocalypse inc guy but uh he's probably one of the more bland yeah and guys unmemorable kind yeah, of characters I mean, he, he's uh I like him. He's cool, and he has I this mean, kind I of guess nefarious he's the, the, look. The main villain in that he's in charge of everything, but he's not the main villain in that you never really deal with him. Like he's never, right. He's just sort of there saying things sometimes, and then right. well, they 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 will deal with him. He's, he's in part three <laughs> shortly, <laughs> but um, for part two anyway, he's not for part a, two. Yeah, he's just he's hanging just out kind of there. Yeah, but yeah, they get all kinds of crazy, like that that girl group that. that tries to uh right and like get his each of them was kind of their own distinct kind of (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's another thing like in the background where they show the the main girl who who's at the beginning and then she's around the table and uh, she kind of leads the the girls Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like behind her when she's talking there's one of the girls is just behind her and she just starts flexing right <laughs> she's just, just like the muscle bodybuilder chick just and like there. every time they show that girl she just starts flexing for no fucking reason <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i love that shit it makes me laugh every fucking time oh okay i guess the the oni guys in japan i don't know if you oh the guys like the red and blue or red and green guys yeah yeah Yeah. they've got like that was that's kind of like this traditional image of what the oni are like. okay i didn't notice them as that but uh i saw in the credits or something they were listed as being some kind of thing like that yeah and that kind of uh uh, just made me think of uh urusei yatsura in that uh yeah um, and that one, I think I'd mentioned at some point before of Lum, the main character of that series, or one of the main characters being, she always wears this tiger-striped bikini. And, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you did mention and that. And that goes because she is an Oni. And oh, okay. So it ties into that. And both of those guys, the red and the green, they had these big tiger-striped little pantsuits oh, okay. on kind of things. And it's like, huh. that's kind of, so that's where Lum gets her uh, bikini, tiger-striped bikini as yeah. her... her uh, standard costume that you huh. because they're weird alien race of onis that uh, okay it, <laughs> that's like a japanese folklore thing yeah yeah they're basically kind of just giants in japanese folklore but they're aliens in urusei yatsura oh <laughs> okay i was gonna say like wow they have a fucking 
folklore about aliens? I never Which is, knew that. And it's kind of because there's another story that I'd seen of uh, another anime that has an Oni as like an alien race that came to Earth. And, oh, okay. And so huh. I'm wondering if they just got that from Urusei Yatsura or if that is actually like a, a thing that has become. Yeah, maybe there's culturally like a, a subset of Oni fans. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if that has like become a thing. That, oh, wow. Or if that's just a. Uh, Urusei Yatsura did it, and then this other thing was like, hey, let's do that, because Urusei Yatsura did it. I don't yeah. know. But. Huh. There's something, I'm not sure if it's Oni, but it's some kind of a, you know, because there's a lot of, like, w- weird, random demons and things in the Japanese folklore. There's something like that in 13 Assassins, the the Miki film. Mm, yeah. Miki or whatever. Yeah. Um, And they cut it out of the U.S. release, and it's fucking... <laughs> It's fucked up because and then that's why they cut it out because it involves like some real like I don't know kind of sexual violence a rape scene with this oni but um I found it to be one of the more uh, interesting scenes of the movie and now I'm curious like is that related to that or is it like what kind of demon was that yeah hmm I'm not sure because I don't think I saw that because I probably saw the American release of the DVD or whatever when yeah. I watched it. So I think I did too, but I look. I'm always like researching things when I watch right. them, and then I I I found I kind of remember finding the scene on YouTube or something because hmm. um, I don't I don't have any like actual Japanese release of that or I think I watched it on Netflix when it came out. Yeah, that's probably where I I probably got the disc from Netflix or something. So. Yeah. It was a good scene, too. And it's, like, funny that there's something with that character. I don't remember it. It's been years since I've seen it. But there's something. One character, like, runs into it while he's in the forest. And it, like, it has repercussions with that character later. And, like, you kind of understand, like, oh, that's why this guy is weird, like, later on. Hmm. But they just cut it out because it's, it's, like, something that if you don't understand the culture surrounding that demon... It would just be like, what What the fuck? Why is this demon raping this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and in the terms of that movie, like, it actually doesn't affect the plot overall or whatever. Right. So they cut it out. Huh. But I just, I don't know. I wish they would just release the shit unedited. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's weird. People get fucked up, then whatever. Who cares? Learn about some culture. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm curious about that scene. But yeah, that sounds, yeah, I don't know. Might have been an Oni. It was a big dude. And I think he was a big guy. Yeah, I think he yeah. was like a giant or something. Have horns coming out of this. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it sounds like an Oni. Yeah, it, w- it rings a bell, but I, uh, yeah, I'd have to look it up. That would be my typical assumption with that. Yeah. But. All right, well, a little speculation. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll have to... <laughs> have to check that out at some point yeah it's a good fucking movie if you haven't seen it uh, yeah, i saw the yeah have to find the oni scene and see what was going on of course it's been <laughs> so long since i saw the, right, the movie i'm not sure i would probably better to watch the movie and then watch that again yeah hmm. well i don't know anything toxic avenger ah, yeah just uh Lots of fun. Crazy stuff going on. Yeah, it's it's a blast. I fucking 
Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And everything, again, everything in there is just fun. Yeah, and it, there's a it's it's I don't know it's trauma has this bad rap, but uh, I don't know, it's a pretty solid movie I think, yeah. in terms of being entertaining. Yeah, it it definitely does that. I mean, other than just maybe a little more gore. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. again, um, not a big loss. As trauma goes on, there is <laughs> they sort of ramp up the gore, right? And so um, I feel like the uh, the limitations are here at the beginning of their yeah their output yeah i did like the uh, the taxi driver and at taxi the end driver. when he's in the car chase where they're chasing the black rider oh yeah, yeah. taxi and, and the top gets rocked i was like hey look now you got a convertible and he's like oh yeah i do like it actually convinces him like <laughs> yeah it's fucking great and i he love gets that the sunglasses like yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some dope of like like car crashes they yeah, fucking just a, blast that car right under that that yeah, semi that was, uh, i mean <laughs> that was a real deal yeah just destroyed that taxi they don't fuck around cars exploding and shit yeah tromaville center for the blind exploding you know you get some good stuff yeah so uh, they spare no expense except for on the gore a little bit <laughs> yeah they kind of ran out there a little bit oh well well, what can you do? Yeah, but but now that I know that this is uh, just kind of lead into the part three, yeah, uh, it makes a little more sense. So, but yeah, it's 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 something that, like you say, you were familiar with it and just enjoying all the things. Yeah, I think now knowing what it is, if I ever go back to it again, it'll just be pure fun because I'll know right that it's just. Yeah, the, the, I'll know what's in it. I'll know that th- what I'm getting, and yeah, no expectations other than what you know is already coming. Yeah, so it's definitely traumas like that where like <laughs> just the more you watch them, it's the funner they get, <laughs> and especially as the as they go on, they start to like have these trauma gags that are like in all the movies. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like regardless of the movie, at some point. Toxie's gonna show up and like have a cameo, and the same thing with like Kabuki Man is gonna show up at some point. And uh, you know, I'd kind of thought of that where at some point in Japan he gets attacked by the three ninja guys. It's like, oh, it's Kabuki Man. <laughs> yeah, I was he's wondering if that had relevance. In no, to, or if it, that was because this would have been before. This is before. This is the movie that that uh, this and the sequel, which are one movie. Uh, the next movie that Lloyd Kaufman made is Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Okay. So also this... shot partially in Japan, I, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking that was maybe the origin of the idea or something. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, definitely the the working relationship with Japan, in part, because if I if I remember right, that was also co-produced and the the studio they were co-producing it with wanted um a movie that they could aim towards kids and trauma and lloyd coffin wanted to make the movie very much like toxic 2 where it's like it's basically okay for kids except for the wild and crazy gore and you know like so they wanted him to tone down the trauma and make more of a kid's movie. And he was like, I just want to make my movie. And so that movie is kind of like 
caught in between where mm. it doesn't go full on trauma, but yet it also kind of does. And so it's sort of this weird <laughs> sort of mix of styles. Um, but uh, that will be for another day. Yeah. I, I know we'll watch it at some point. Yeah. I, I, I do want to see that one. It's yeah. It's uh, it's definitely one to see. I think <laughs> it's, it's a, an, a very important movie in the trauma landscape. Um, the movies that they made in between Toxic Avenger 1 and Toxic Avenger 2 are Class of Nukem High, also a very important trauma movie, and then uh, Trauma's War, which is a very big flop for trauma that was not successful, that kind of uh, caused them to lose a lot of money. And uh, I don't know if it was that movie or Toxic Avenger 2, which also cost a lot of money and didn't make as much. Somewhere in there, they had to restructure Troma into a much smaller company. And I don't know mm -hmm. if it was Troma's War or Toxic 2, but one of those movies fucked them over and they had to change how they did things <laughs> afterwards, unfortunately. Uh, but they have persevered and they are yeah. still... Uh, traumatizing the world <laughs> with their tro masterpieces <laughs> uh so yeah that's fucking trauma i love them yeah so I, this is a good good sign you like uh toxic two um a lot of trauma movies are kind of like this one but uh only better <laughs> well if we've only got upward to go then yeah. this is a a good good sign indeed yeah i think toxic four is like a fucking that's a <laughs> that's a fucking masterpiece and poltergeist and tromeo and juliet so, so is toxic four like so does part two and three just not happen and it kind of branches off from the first movie or is yeah toxic four acts like the second and third movie didn't happen okay and uh it goes it's basically like an alternate sequel to the first movie but uh like it brings back the like the guy that played Melvin in the first movie he comes back in oh, okay. part 4 um interesting in a weird way and i don't know they they go off the fucking deep end in that one and it's really cool anyway those are for another day but i very much enjoy uh taking you down the trauma rabbit hole yeah it's, uh... <laughs> It is a twisty, weird, <laughs> windy rabbit hole for sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, anything else about this, this trauma movie? No, no, I think that's uh, that's about it. I mean, there were just random little Japanese things I found amusing, but like what? I can't think exactly. I mean, oh. there was little fish cakes, of course, but yeah, um, the bath scene. Yeah. <laughs> He's cooking the yeah, guy in the back. He fucking makes that soup, the noodle soup out of that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's a good example of where they they could have gone like way more gory with that. Right. But in the end, he's just kind of like boiled in the water, like, and it doesn't really go. I mean, and that I'm fine with. You boil somebody, they're going to just be boiled somebody. But Right, right. <laughs> and. I, I was amused by him throwing in the ramen. And yeah, the <laughs> oh, I love, yeah, no, it's great, but it's uh, it's definitely toned down from right, actual, right. like, 
gore. It could have, you know, it could have boiled him down to his bones and yeah, shit. Yeah, you could have done some <laughs> weird shit with that, yeah. I'm fine with it as it is. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't think it needed more, but right. I probably would have been amused by more, but whatever. Yes. I, I did find it amusing that he, he had to, he was saying like excuse me in japanese of course he was like sumi was like finding the mop and he's like not looking because right, he's trying right. to be polite and not look at the girls yeah taxi is a is an upstanding gentleman yes it's <laughs> just a violent upstanding gentleman right right but only in the right only places you know? yeah right he's a, he's a good guy yeah so that that whole scene amused me and, and just the whole scene of the bathhouse is uh it's a very favored anime uh yeah it's a well it's a japanese kind of tradition yeah yeah the bathhouse and uh anime kind of has this tradition a uh, tradition of jokes of uh where, where you see in the they have a above shot where they show toxie running around and he right. goes from the guy's side into the girl's side yeah. chasing the people around and that's that is something that anime constantly uh, pokes fun at is the guys trying to peek into the girl's oh, okay. side of the bathroom and like peek over the wall or like find some little yeah way to peek into the girl's side of the bath and right like the the locker room or whatever right and a lot right. of 80s sex comedies there's like some <laughs> you know nerds boring holes into the wall and looking in the fucking locker yeah, room yeah. and shit that, that half that kind of uh yeah humor okay. is, is a lot in anime with the bathhouse yeah of, that makes of sense that kind of uh partition between right, okay. uh, the men and women's side so that was a very familiar uh, yeah, scene yeah. to me in that way. Of <laughs> I figured you would enjoy all that Japanese stuff because... Yeah, I mean, every, just, all the stuff you know, in Japan was just fun to see. And, yeah. And Tokyo Tower makes a lot of uh, appearances in anime. And so seeing Toxie go by, I was like, oh, I'm in Paris? What is this? <laughs> like, no, that's Tokyo Tower. That's it's, it's just Tokyo Tower. They've got a Statue of Liberty there, too. I, I don't know if they did in the 80s, but... <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a it was a fun movie. So, yeah, I figured it could go either way. Where <laughs> you'd either just like, oh my god, what is this crap? I figured you would like it, but you I, know, I think at some know. point in my life I probably would have been that of just like, oh yeah. god, what, it's so lame. <laughs> but no. <laughs> But at this point in my life, I'm I'm happy to see just ridiculous shit like that. So, it, yeah, you just gotta embrace the the joy of having fun. Yeah. There's no point to being, uh, you know, I don't know, critical of everything, especially something as fun as this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. as like jovial and <laughs> just you know, just have a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say uh, his his fake dad with the the sumo thing was another. <laughs> Fun bit of, oh, I, I, was, I was really uncomfortable having to fight my dad, and then it was even more uncomfortable. He started taking his clothes off, and then he put on this diaper thing. <laughs> I love that. And then when he goes to the sumo school, and then they give him the fucking the little like ceremonial wrap, and then he's just wearing that the rest of the movie. Yeah, there's little touches like that. I, I, I yeah. hope he continues wearing that in part three. Yeah, I don't remember if he does, but I I want to say that. Yeah, like the tutu, it just it's just right, there. Just part for of good. Him, yeah. It's, now it's just a, a piece of Toxie. Yeah, I don't remember. I hope so. I hope so. I d I don't remember it being in part four, but that would make sense because they don't consider right these. now that you say that it's not right. following from the third one. Then. Right, right. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah. Not much more to say other than it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes if, literally a blast. Yes. Yes. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Until next time. Sayonara. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> En el vacilo, el próximo sábado, vamos a echar un pie, hasta por la madruga, te quiero invitar, para ir a bailar, en el vacilo, nos vamos a guarachar. Las jevitas llevaremos, bailaremos a caramelado Y si estamos enamorados, ahí mismo nos Lucky for you, it's time for my piano lesson.